Well, good evening, everyone. Yeah. Hey, isn't it great to come together like this, just to worship like that, just to express, yeah. I, I love it. I love, uh, uh, I mean, I love every, every kind of worship we experience, but I love once in a while just hearing everyone's voices like that. It's really cool. So uh, we're into our fourth week of Identity Formed, and our goal during this season of time is uh, teaching on identity and then opportunity to interact around what that means so that it becomes part of who we are, so that we begin to live out of the identity we have uh, through Christ and not out of the identity that we picked up in life or that uh, we, we just got uh, through our experience. So tonight I have a testimony, Diane Nolte. And Diane, would you make your way up here right now, please? Uh, Let's welcome Diane. (laughs) Diane is going to sit right here. And uh, she has a powerful testimony about how God's been working in her life in recent months. And I'm going to pray for her. And then I'm going to go sit down and she's going to share with us. So... Uh, Father, we just, we just bless Diane right now together, and we thank you for her, and thank you for the work you're doing in her life, and uh, just bless her now as she gets to speak these words that honor you. Um, just peace, your peace, Lord. It's your peace, in Jesus' name, amen. Here you go, Diane. Two months ago in January, I began to feel God drawing me. I had accepted Christ as my Savior in 1980, but spent my life abusing drugs. I grew up in a non-Christian home with two alcoholic parents and eight siblings, and spent a lifetime running from that. I attended church, for the most part, only sporadically over the years. Drugs always got in the way of any real, complete, committed relationship to him. Through the years, drugs were always my priority, though I tried to convince myself differently. February 18th, I was invited to Vineyard Northwest by a dear friend, a warrior in Christ, who God placed in my life 24 years ago to help show me the way. The spiritual gifts that God had for us was all new to me. I had very little knowledge or experience with them. That Thursday night, Robbie Dawkins was speaking here. I was a little freaked out by a couple of things he said. (laughs) but was determined to keep my heart and mind open about it all and to see where God would lead. It was about six weeks prior to that that I had felt that God was drawing me, and on that night I came to the vineyard, I had 11 days drug-free. After Robbie's message, there was the opportunity to come forward for prayer, and I came forward to pray for those who had gone forward. Then Robbie said, now those of you who came forward to pray for them, if you have prayer needs, I want you to raise your hand. So I did. Two women, members of the vineyard, prayed with me and laid their hands on me as they did so. When Robbie said, now ask them what they need prayer for, I broke into tears and said, I need prayer for deliverance from 47 years of drug abuse. I have not been the same since. God has been... God has been moving and empowering me in incredible ways, like never before in my life. I have been delivered from all those years of drug abuse, never looking back. Today, he has given me 41 days clean. (laughs) 
I have finally found, finally found freedom in Christ. It was there and available to me all along, but until I completely surrendered to him, I was unable to find it. Five years ago, I was embarrassed to pray out loud in front of my Christian friends. That first Sunday after leaving Vineyard Northwest, I stopped right here at the Speedway, and as I pulled in, I saw a man standing outside. God was speaking to me, not audibly, to talk to the young man. It was very strange. I had never felt the Holy Spirit prompting me to do such a thing, nor in such a strong way. But I did, desiring to be led by him and not squelch out this direction I was receiving. Again, a very different experience than anything I had ever felt in the past. I said to him, I said to him, I feel like God is asking me to speak to you. Are you okay? We talked for about 15 minutes or so, and I prayed with him and asked him if he knew Christ as his Lord and Savior. He said he did. He was homeless and had a long history of drug abuse. He said that he had nine months clean and that someone had just prayed with him that someone would come along who could help him. I shared with him about the 47 years of drug abuse I went through and the freedom I have found in Christ and invited him to come to the vineyard the following Sunday. I prayed again with him and then left. Throughout the week, I prayed for him. And the following Sunday, when I left Vineyard Northwest, driving to Speedway once again, I I wondered about him. I pulled in and there he was. In his hand was a bulletin from Vineyard Northwest. He had just heard the message. We talked and I prayed with him again. He said it was the first time he had been in church since he was a kid and that he liked it. It was very humbling to me to think that God could use little old me in such a way. All to his glory and honor and praise. The week after that, God led me once again to speak with another homeless person who was stuck in alcohol and drug abuse, whose girlfriend had just died from a heroin overdose. I talked and prayed with him. I'm sorry. Let's see. I talked and prayed with him, sharing with him about the years of drug abuse I went through and the freedom that can be found in Christ, inviting him to come to the vineyard. I shared with him that there is hope if we just look to Christ for healing and turn away from our sins that his shed blood has already covered. (laughs) Never before has this sort of thing, God working through me in such depth and certainty that I was being led by the Holy Spirit, happened to me. (laughs) While I was skeptical about these spiritual gifts in the past, I certainly am not any longer. (laughs) My friend and later Robbie had prayed for me and laid hands on me about intense lower back pain I had had for as long as I can remember. Gone. Just absolutely gone. I'm so excited to see where God continues to lead me. Powerful messages here at the vineyard and I'm growing in him. I just praise him and thank him for thank him for drawing me back into the fold and opening my eyes. Amazing grace. 
Well, the Lord was with me all those years in drug abuse and did use me in different time frames when I was closer to him than in other times. Never like he is using me today. When I finally made myself available to him, when I completely surrendered, no holding back, when I truly wanted him more than anything, something I had said for years but never fully acted on, his unconditional and inconceivable love for us just continues to blow me away. There is freedom in Christ to be had if we will only accept it. I am thrilled to be part of growing his kingdom. incredible huh that's awesome i love just hearing testimonies that are just fresh like that so thank you diane thank you so very much and we just pray blessing on you and peace for you right now and joy and strength and i I want everyone here when you see diane go up and give her a hug and tell you love her and thank her uh, for sharing her story tonight okay and your story is just beginning yeah it's just just the beginning so well, uh, today we have a special teacher here. Uh, Cheryl Pfeiffer has served on our staff for how many years as the children's director and three years. And, um, and we're just excited to have her. She's a graduate of the School of Kingdom Ministry. And we're excited to have her tonight uh, bring us our teaching on uh, identity sons and daughters. So Cheryl, come on up. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. Good evening. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Oh, good. There are two clocks. You said it. And Diane, I just, oh, Father, thank you. Can you just do this? Um, Thank you, Father, that you have set your spirit so strongly in Diane because she said yes. God, teach us to say yes. We want to know how to say yes. God, increase our capacity to say yes to you, God. Bless you, Diane. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. I just, it's like, let's go home now. <laughs> Are we, let's group up and be like, what? And then go home. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so it's, I'm not going to try to focus on the time, but I sit over here, and there's a, there's a, a man over here who's like, 53 seconds. Got 53 seconds to go. Oh, man. It's like, am I really going to speak? You can keep time for me. The third clock. Awesome. Oh, so yeah, the past three years here, my position has been all things children's ministry. And I have been blessed beyond words. I have grown in huge ways. I think it was more for me than for any of the children or any of the families. And I just received that. And I bless it over Sarah Anderson right now, who is rocking it back there. Thank you, God, for Sarah. My favorite thing about children's ministry, about being back there and having any kind of influence over anyone, was that they um, are children of God. 
and that the volunteers were children of God. And my biggest heartbeat was to to create an environment, to create a space where who those children are was released in that room, and who the volunteers were was released in that room, and who God is was released in that room, and we saw it, and I saw it. I got to, I got to hang out again. You can hang out anytime you want. Well, background checks and things, but um, <laughs> back there is. They say the darndest things, and I'm going to share some with you later. But um, whatever it was that God put in his children, it just needed to be released, right? You're his children. Diane's, it was released, right? Come, Holy Spirit. And there it was. So for children and volunteers, for all of us to be seen and to see, to hear and be heard, to know and be known, is vulnerable and it's new and scary for some. And for those, some of us, we're like, yes. And others are like, no. So we're all over the board, but we just receive what he has for us tonight, right? So Holy Spirit, take who you are, take who we are, and just do your thing, God. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is a candle. And I am a friend of candles um, because it, they're reminders to me. I homeschool my three children. And if I don't have a candle going and some quiet music in the back, I am not a nice mommy. So <laughs> I will be nice tonight because they're not <laughs> right here. But um, I just want to, it's just an, a sign, right? It's just a way to show, to welcome Holy Spirit. If ever you're like, what was that grocery list? What did I not do planning for that party? I'm going to put my finger in the wax and put the wick up. Um, look at the candle and say thank you, God, for that grocery list that's going to wait. Thank you, God, for that birthday that's going to get planned. And it's going to be awesome and be here. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit. It's just a symbol of his presence that's already with us. It's already in you. I have nothing to offer you that you don't already have. <laughs> you already have it in you. And I'm just going to ask God to release in me whatever he wants to do tonight. Uh, as soon as I heard what, my, what the topic was going to be that I would get to hang out with, um, I was flooded by it. And some people say, well, to a prophet, all things are prophetic. Well, as soon as I heard sonship, it was like, wham, wham, this verse and this person and this thing I'm reading and this friend. And I took my 10-year-old on a date to see Kung Fu Panda 3. Wham! Like, not even that it's Kung Fu, but that Po, this great big panda, <laughs> no more adjectives are required, he is, he didn't, he had a mother, a goose for a mother, because he didn't know his real mother. And some of you have seen this and some of you haven't, and there are parts of it that are a little, well, it's very, very spiritual, not very holy spiritual. But um, we're going to go there anyway, just for 30 seconds, or three minutes. And, and so Paul, his real father shows up, and he's like, who are you? He's eating all these dumplings. And he's like, who are you? And then he realizes that he looks exactly like him. So he's like, dad? And, and eventually, Poe is one of the few remaining 
warriors who is able to bring peace to China, right? Okay, so his, all of his comrades have been taken by this evil bull rhinoceros thing. And um, I was going to show, but it's still in theaters, I think. So there's not, it's not out. Um, but there is a healing in the panda community of which Poe thought was disbanded. And so he had no idea of his true family. He was following this goose, right? And these other creatures. So um, Poe's father says, come home with me. And it's not until Poe goes home. I can't believe I'm up here talking to you guys. Oh, so um, Poe journeyed home with his dad. And even the community had forgotten that they had healing. They didn't know how to bring the healing. And they did it sort of like we do it with their hands. And Poe is um, nearly dead. And so his community, it wasn't until they put their hands out and they spoke their identity, they became healers. (laughs) Some of you saw it. (laughs) Yeah, like, what? I was sitting there with my phone. Like, quote, like writing down quotes in the theater. <laughs> and so they're doing this, and their hands light up, and there's healing in them as they speak their identity. You're not supposed to cry at cartoons, but man, if you get to see that one, the power of knowing who you are, of, of realizing what you hold <laughs> when you just receive it, when you just name it, it's huge. <sighs> Father, bless the creators of that. May they know you as their healer, right? So sometimes we use the word orphan heart around here. And orphan heart is sort of the antithesis of sonship. And I'm going to give you a little bit of information here. And we're going to pray. I'm going to talk about what kids have to say about this. And then we are going to walk together into um, this gift that I want to give each of you. So thank you, God, that we are not orphans. We're not slaves to fear, right? We are not slaves to the law. We are not, we don't live because we should or shouldn't. We don't move around because we ought, but because we are. So an orphan heart is a way to describe a heart that can't realize, it doesn't realize yet its identity, Paul in Galatians said, there's neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ. So we're going to go with sonship. I'm not going to go son slash daughtership all night. We're going to go sonship. Because we are all owning our child person in God. And you may not always feel like we're sons and daughters, right? This isn't like, I will always feel like I have healing power. You may wake up and feel like an orphan someday. I did a couple days ago. And he said, pray for me, I feel like an orphan. And I got prayer. I felt like a daughter again. (laughs) So, um, he is a God who loves us with everything he is, who is for us, who created us for a relationship. Here are some questions for us to take a heart check. And these are some from School of Kingdom Ministry that was just really good to go to see, oh, wait, that's an orphan spirit. Oh, yeah, I'm living in sonship right now. It just gives you a little quick heart check. And there are three times as many, but I'm going to start here. 
So if you need a heart check, you can write this down. Are we living from love of the law or from the law of love? And I like silence. So I'm going to pause and just let us do a quick heart check. Is God master to us or father? Are we independent, self-reliant, or do we allow ourselves to have needs and be interdependent? Are we feeling insecure and without peace, or are we in a place of rest and peace? Are we looking for the praise and the approval and the acceptance of man Or are we walking, knowing that we are totally accepted in God's love and made just by his grace? What is my source of comfort? Where do I place my self-worth? Why do I serve? Why do I read my Bible? Why do I pray? Is it out of intimacy? Or because I should? Finally, for now, are we rejoicing with others or envying their success and position? If our behavior flows out of our identity, like we've been saying night after night, Let's ask God to show us more fully who we are so we can walk in sonship. So I got to spend some time with children this weekend and I was, of course, completely wrecked. And I asked them three questions, just pulled them aside, a friend and I pulled them aside and asked three questions during the free time and service. And one of them was... Um, what does it mean? It's going to put on this slide because I'm going to read different answers. So what does it mean that you are your dad's son or daughter? And then I asked him, what do you love about your dad? And then I said, what does your dad love about you? Before I get into those, I need to tell you that there are a lot of missing fathers. And that we prayed for quite a few children and their heartbreak. And you may know that personally, or you may know that a step away. But God is their daddy. (laughs) And they say things like, could you pray for me? Because I'm afraid that my dad is going to die. Like, yes, <laughs> of course. So don't come back unless you're ready to erect. <laughs> don't come back thinking you're going to play dodgeball and go home. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's go back to the first question. Slide one, what does it mean 
that you are your dad's son or daughter? I'm only going to read six responses. So many good ones. Pick the six that I thought would be, that I liked. Um, One, it means to me that I light up my dad's day. Oh, it gets better. (laughs) It means I get to live in a good house. I'm provided for, right? It means he looks after me and is part of my family. Quite a few stepfathers. He's part of my family. It means to do your dad's chores. (laughs) Think about it. Hmm. Don't discount that one. This woman has, this little girl has a vision to teach other daughters what their dads want. Got a little purpose going on in there. And finally, this question, to be with the people who have given you birth. It's pretty centering. What do you love about your dad? He is awesome and very, very silly. And this same little boy says, when I asked him, what do you think he loves about you? Replied with, I am awesome and pretty silly. (laughs) Hello, there's a sermon. Good night. That's what do you love about your dad? What does your dad love about you? What in the world? Okay. Here are five more. He's always nice. And every Tuesday, he wakes me up early and plays video games with me. He's sweet and kind-hearted. He gave me life. He can fix anything, like cars. And he's silly. He's really fun, and I get to sleep on his chest. For goodness sakes. Finally, and then we'll move on. What do you think he loves about you? This was trickier. When we asked this one before, what do you love about him? They were like, I have no idea. They're out. They're gone. Wait, I'll ask them in different orders. So here we go. I'm awesome and pretty silly. This is what my dad loves about me. I'm cute. Here comes a nickname. I am his chumly. <laughs> Same person that I'm honest. Hmm. Another practical child. Well, I'm his daughter. Uh, that I eat a lot of mashed potatoes. <laughs> he loves me. And he loves my face. He likes that I do what he does and wants to do things together. It's kind of sobering sometimes to think, what would my child say in response to that question? But let's stay, with, let's stay close to what God has for us tonight. Whew. God is good and he's busy back there. He's busy in here. He's busy back there and back there. So pray for our children, would you? Our families? Last week, Jen spoke of internal and external change. 
A tree is known by its fruit, Luke 6, and how if we focus on the fruit without looking at our internal space, we begin striving, right? How can I improve this fruit? We focus on us, we become discouraged. If you look at the fruit, you miss out on what? Is it louder? You miss out on the tree. What else do you miss out on when you focus on the fruit? Relationship. What else? Yes to what you're saying. I can't hear it, but I'm sure it's yes. The source. Yes, all of it. I'm, there's not a wrong answer. The yes to all you. So what Jen told us last week was, quote, so get your butt into relationship with Jesus, right? That's what she told us. Give him full access to do his work in you. So let's do that right now. Yes. Oh my goodness, time is so great. When I chose this passage, I said, all right, God, what are you, what are you doing? What's, what's your thing with this that night with everyone that you call to sit and be in here and to be in community? And he said, you know, I don't want you to tell them. I want to tell them. So... I'm going to give you a gift tonight. And some of you are going to be like, where has this been all my life? And some of you are going to be like, when am I ever going to use this again? And some of you are going to be like, no, thank you. So here it goes. There's an invitation in all of those responses for you tonight to live in this gift. It's called Lectio Divina. Lectio is reading. Divina is right? The divine reading. It's not divine because I'm reading it. It's divine because God wrote it, and we're going to read it. So I am going to give you a little overview of what that means, and then we're going to walk through it together. I started doing this about a year and a half ago with a group of women every month, once a month, and it has changed my life. I've learned to listen to my Papa God. So I want to give you this gift tonight of his voice in your ears. Hello? Hello? Wrong number. All right. So, <laughs> Lectio is Divina. This is reading the scripture. It's the difference between reading the scripture for information and for transformation. Don't get me wrong, you can be transformed by information. I believe that. But Lectio Divina is reading for transformation, not for information. When I read these scriptures, don't go, what's the Greek of that word? I'm just, we're just going to let ourselves be transformed. It's the difference between reading a textbook or a love letter. Textbooks are not bad, but we're going to do this Lectio, and it means it's a way of reading it and just receiving a love letter, right? You don't go, oh, he spelled that word wrong. I mean, maybe you do, but in the end, it's like, oh, he said that. He loves me. It's a difference between proving a point or just spending time with him. It's reading to hear, just to receive. So rather than judging ourselves, which we're all probably all pretty good at, I want to welcome you into a time of wonder and receiving what aspect of your life or self is being touched by God 
in this passage. We're going to view a scripture in a different way that allows God to initiate the conversation. I'm not going to tell you what you're supposed to get out of this. And you're not going to have to share it with anyone. And this is you and God. And this is life. This is getting your butt in a relationship. And then we're going to make space for us to respond. We're going to create a space of reflection. Some of us fall into silence like it's this warm, lovely blanket. That's me. Raise your hand if you're like, silence. Just stop talking, Cheryl. Yeah, that's me. And others of us have more of a resistance to silence because we get flooded or, I don't know, for for any reason, a number of reasons, we could get arm's length with silence. For those of you who resist silence, I want you to ask God for the grace to receive his silence. Okay? All right. Tyler Brown is going to come up and play a contemplative song for about three minutes. And then we're going to be silent. This is, this is, I'm going to walk you through. So you're not like, where is she leading us? What is this? So he's going to play a little. We're going to be silent. And then um, I'm going to read, we didn't read Galatians 3, 23 to 28, but let's go ahead and do that right now because it leads into what we're doing. So this is not the Lectio part. So the Galatians, um, Paul is going, what are you thinking? What are you, why are you, why are you paying attention to the law again? Why are you observing all of these holidays? He's like, I thought we talked about this. It's like my 10 year old. We talked about this, right? Wear a helmet and you wouldn't have gotten that concussion. Just wear your helmet. And so he's like, you took off your helmets, guys. And that's, that's dangerous. He's like, I can't even tell you how crazy I feel right now that you did that. That you're turning away from what you knew was so good for you. So before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came. It's Old Testament. In order that we might be justified by faith. So that our faith wasn't in the law, it was in Christ. Because who completed the law? But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. We're no longer under the law. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. Let's go to... Through 28. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, that's not necessarily dunking, that's just you were you're born into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, thank you God. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ. So hello, brothers and sisters. So glad you're here. The next seven, eight verses, we are going to walk through. Together, I'm going to read it once through. Some of you might want paper. Others of you just want to receive. Just close your eyes and receive. I'll read it out loud. You don't have to read it on the screen. But I put it up there for those of you who value being able to read that. As I read it the first time, I'm going to read it three times. The first time, we're going to be silent for a moment savor the words of our Papa God. 
as we ask him to draw out a word or a phrase that catches our attention. So just a word or a phrase. I'm going to read it through again. And we're going to listen for, how is my life touched by this word or phrase? What is in my life right now that needs to hear this word? The final reading heart is going to respond to God, sharing with him the feelings that the text has brought up. I'll walk you through this, so don't feel like you have to remember anything. Then we'll rest in God's heartbeat and let him lead us close to his heart for about 10 minutes, if we can. If you have to cough or sneeze, please just do it. (laughs) It's just your people. It's not hold your breath. This is not hold your breath for 10 minutes. This is just... And if you have to breathe deep, or if you need to go, mm, do it, right? This is just receiving. And then as we come out of a place of personal encounter with God, to life in the company of others, or small groups, we're going to carry this word with us and live it out. And we're going to become the walking word. Because he's going to set that seed in us. says, Father, we humbly accept the word planted in us, which can save us. So Father, come plant your words in us. In Jesus' name. Galatians 3, 29 through chapter 4, verse 7. We're just going to be still. Don't read it yet. Just let yourself be still in his presence. If we could dim the lights a little bit, that would be maybe bring us all just...
if you are Christ's. So just receive this. Hold on to a word or phrase that catches your attention. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of this world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Listen for how is my life touched by this word or phrase. What in my life right now needs to hear this word? And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God.
time. Listen for your heart's response to God. Sharing with him the feelings this has brought up. Love, joy, sorrow, anger, repentance, need, conviction. Realize that God is the one who will enable you to respond faithfully to whatever invitation you've heard from him. Then rest in his heartbeat for about 10 minutes. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God.
which can save us. We need you, God. We love you, God. We want to be your walking word. We want to say yes. Yes to being your son. Yes to being your daughter. In Jesus' name. That was only five minutes. A, t- a typical lectio would be 20, and it's beautiful. In Jesus' name, let it be. And if that was really hard for you, I challenge you to do it again. It's lectio divina. Can you put it? I think there's just the last slide. is just the word. So... Google it, you'll get it right. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Cheryl. All right, Cheryl, you're awesome. We love you, appreciate you. All right, we're going to go to our group time right now, and uh, I want to say this. If you're new tonight and you were not assigned a group, if you didn't stop out and register, that's okay. Uh, If you have a friend here, you can go to their group with them. But if you need a group, meet with Lori out at the Welcome Center right out in the atrium, and uh, she would love to help you find a group that will fit you just right, okay? So um, we'll meet back here at a quarter after... And uh, we're going to have about 10 minutes of worship, and we want to end with that. So uh, make your way back at a quarter after, and let's go. All right. Blessings. See you later.